Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, guys and girls. The program you are about to hear will be both fun and educational, but it is not a substitute for medical advice. Although we are doctors, we are not your doctors. Hello and welcome to Travel Medicine. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood internal medicine doc, Dr. J. Hey guys, coming at you from my beautiful lab, Dr. Santosh, your pediatric infectious disease doctor and a researcher. And it's and it's Dr. Ward here, your friendly neighborhood ER doc, and MacGyver. And this is Praz the Sandman, releasing all your inhibitions and pent-up stress over through the radio waves. I still maintain. So, how many of you guys have seen the Wonder Woman movie? Oh, not, not yet. yet. Actually, Heard really, of none of you. I know we fail. Yeah, sorry that, for women's rights. That is a shame for the purposes of movie going, but surprisingly convenient for the purposes of segueing, <laughs> because. I was all ready to tell you how people raised a big stink about a women's only showing of Wonder Woman and go right into a big thing about quote unquote men's rights. But now you took away that opportunity as you have not even seen the film. I definitely heard about that. That was, uh, I believe, Austin, Texas. I thought it was super cool for the, uh, I think it was the Ale House to set it up. And yeah, the, the men's rights people can just go straight to hell. Well, did you know that her lasso of truth, the gentleman who wrote Wonder Woman, was also involved in the creation of the lie detector, hence a lasso of truth. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did not know that. And that was all by uh, William Moulton Marston. Look him up. He had a polygamous relationship. He was involved in the creation of the lie detector. Fascinating guy. But... Entirely unrelated to our topic today, it is once again time for our twice a month roundup of medical news, also known as our 
Journal Club. Yay! Welcome. Yay, Journal Club. And I figured this would be a fun one to take a look at a couple of different stories that affect men's health. And that would have been my beautiful segue, and you all took it away from me. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's okay. There's always next year. It's all right. There is always next year. So instead, I will start by telling you one that is not so much a story as just a ridiculous product I came across while researching for the story. Have you ever heard of the product i.con? Uh, no, uh, explain. No, I not. I, icon? Icon. Like an icon? Icon. A comic book character icon. Debuting also in Austin, Texas at the Film Music and Technology Festival South by Southwest. There was the debut of the world's first ever smart condom technology. The Icon. A smart condom. A Fitbit for your Bitbit. Huh, can't be smarter <laughs> than me. Is this... Uh, I, uh, tell me about it, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to know. Fine. <laughs> so, it's made by British Condoms, and they do sell it at the British Condoms online store. Uh, before you pause to shriek at the heavens about technology having overstepped its bounds and gone too far... <laughs> this is where Skynet starts! <laughs> so... It's not technically a condom itself, uh, and here's why you should run screaming, because it bills itself as the reusable condom, which oh. already sounds... Right? Yeah. Instead, nope, instead nope, nope. it is a ring that sits over a condom at the base that you can use over and over again in conjunction with regular condoms. What can you use it for, I hear you asking? Well, <laughs> it syncs up to your smartphone and gives you stats about your sexual activity calorie counter, hands out awards, and even has a sensor to detect the presence of sexually transmitted infections, you know, if you're one of those people who believes that knowledge is power. Oh, thank God. I was always hoping my smartphone would detect my calories during sex. You know if they offer prizes. You know those jackasses who put their Fitbits, like, on their dogs? Or or throw them in like the in the um, in the clothes washer, so that it could just make the pedometer work and just get a bunch of points. Hey, wait. So are right, you suggesting that are you suggesting you put it on your dog's penis to get no, more? No, <laughs> You know what? If to impress having... computer? No, I'm sure it's just like a couple of stupid accelerometers. It doesn't care how right. it wiggles. You know. Right, you just, right. Attach it to whatever goes back and forth, whether it's a uh, you know hyperactive puppy or your penis. <laughs> you know, if someone's having that much sex, they deserve to win the challenge. <laughs> yeah, but don't lie about it. <laughs> okay, give me your best Fitbit style badge for the icon. Each of you, go. Well, well, explain what a, what a Fitbit badge is. When you meet certain exercise goals. This is on like social media. So when, oh, you, okay. when you get these achievements, they're shared with everybody like a miniature world of Warcraft. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you've climbed more stairs than there are in the Eiffel Tower. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. So what is your best awards or achievement style badge for the smart condom? Ooh. Oh, I got one. Uh, not a virgin anymore. And uh, emoji with two hands clapping. <laughs> Mariana's trench penetrating the deepest crevices of the world. 
quantity over quality, <laughs> uh, which is the badge you would earn for uh, lots of not very good strokes. And I'm going to escalate yours two more steps, Santosh, by saying with a certain amount of pelvic thrusts, you can achieve next the Rocky Horror Time Warp badge. <laughs> Ludicrous speed! Sorry, Spaceballs reference. Followed by, followed by the ultimate achievement with a certain number of strokes, you get the badge Moves Like Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should play that song while, oh, while you unlock that badge. I think it would be fantastic to like, you know, if you hook, you know how you can hook up your Fitbit now to like your Spotify and your wireless, you know, your AirPods and stuff for your iPhone. If you could hook this up to Spotify and like you started, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then they're like, oh, you know, I got your rhythm. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, stay alive, stay alive. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, that could be CPR and yeah. Owning. Or or you started slow stroking it, and all of a sudden your your playlist just flipped over to Marvin Gaye, you know, and then you know. <laughs> which for creating life and bringing it back. Oh man, yeah, like, like you could double tap to like you know move the tracks forward, triple tap to move it back. Oh, there's so many possibilities here. Okay, I, I'm I'm on board with the icon now. So it's set for general public release to the UK in okay. 2017, and I highly suggest that you go read its information page, which is hilarious. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, would you actually consider using one of them? No, no, I'm saying if you could get all the peripherals hooked up the way that you have your Fitbit and you could track your boning and, and get some music to play it. Here's, along with okay, it. Last, here's the last thing I'll say about it, all right? Here's exactly what you can track. How many thrusts, speed of thrusts, duration of sessions, frequency, yeah. different positions used in the period of a week, month, or year. And ever wonder how those measurements stack up to other people from around the world? Oh, and also it checks girth. Uh, and girth. <laughs> you know, if you had all that stuff, I mean, it would be an expensive toy. But uh, the only thing that freaks me out is that all of these devices collect information and give it to third party people for like advertising. I don't know what kind of spam I'm going to get in my email box. As long as oh, I know I'm better than the gosh. average man in Uganda, we're all good. <laughs> Josh, if you could hack a smart condom. <laughs> that would be terrible. If all of a sudden you started getting email going, it looks like you enjoy. <laughs> Putin will be blackmailing all of us. Oh my God. If Brad Pitt had to come on TMZ and come be like. Come on TMZ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Use your no, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, poor Jennifer Lawrence had, she had to go public when, you know, all of her, like, her phone and stuff got hacked. What if celebrities had to go on talk shows and be like, I'm sorry, dude, my spark condom got hacked. I'm not really into golden showers while dressing up as a fairy and getting my ass spanked. That's a lot of information that it collects just from a condom. Let's move on to the next article. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so you're wondering what kind of generated ad content they would be selling you. Well, the first one might be our next story, which is male contraceptive gel. The burden of birth control has, by and large, long fallen on women. There are multiple different kinds of birth control available to women, from pills to patches to the infamous no mas baby wipes, <laughs> which we have talked about on previous episodes. Oh. Uh, whereas men really just have condoms with vasectomy being the sole long-acting, more permanent or semi-permanent method available. However, over at UC Davis, researchers from the California National Primate Research Center have now managed to successfully test a new contraceptive gel called Vasogel in adult male rhesus monkeys. Before we move any further, I will happily endorse a vasectomy as a great way to prevent spawning more little creatures on this planet. Mine was fast, safe. My recovery was about two weeks to get back to full strength. So those of you who are considering it, you've got this doctor's approval. Santosh, to dispel old wives' tales and um, just uh, misinformation, your voice does not change at all, right? I mean, Santosh, your voice is exactly as masculine as it ever was yeah yeah it was it wasn't like the best thing ever if you're gonna get that or like a spa weekend i'd go for the spa weekend every time is that how your wife tricked you oh we're going for a spa weekend (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) taking me this is like a dog going to the vet yeah i'm going to the park (laughs) i can't believe you got for the spa weekend (laughs) (laughs) i lost the kidney that way But props to you, Santosh, for actually taking on the, you know, the responsibility of of contraception, not having your wife do a more invasive and possibly more dangerous procedure. Oh, no, this was mandatory. I am not putting one more human being on this planet. You might be wondering how Vasogel works. And usually during the normal course of intercourse, haha, sperm Ah. produced in the testes are transported through a tube called the vas deferens. So Vasogel gets injected into the lumen of this tube, fills the interior, and forms like a soft little – you can almost think of it as a jello wall that prevents the sperm from getting past. Sperm are too big to get through that gel barrier, so they end up being absorbed into it. So this is injected. It's a surgical procedure? It's a surgical procedure. Yes, and it's still a minor surgical procedure. Okay. So, um, Praz, can you walk us through a little bit? Because when I had my vasectomy, I was awake and I actually got local anesthesia. Because you really do, you don't need general anesthesia for manipulating like the vas deferens and stuff. Sure. Um, can you tell people how easy it is to numb up the scrot? When you're working in that area, it's typically they don't even require any special blocks or anything like that from our end for the most part. Usually the surgeon themselves, after prepping the area, is able to inject a few milliliters of uh, local anesthesia in the area, and that provides more than enough numbing to be able to do what they need to do. Yeah, I didn't feel a thing. It was the weirdest thing. I could not feel my nethers. Praz, what about if you have to do something a little bit more invasive? Granted, the the whole idea is that they create a blockage in the urinary or the, the spermatogenic tract, right? So yeah, it very well could require a scope going up and into the area. They would also inject some gel directly into the urethra to create some numbness, but we would also uh, use sedation to do that as well. Oh, gotcha. So you'd actually use like a lidocaine gel, like a numbing gel 
right to the penis. in conjunction oh, with like gotcha. some sedation and com- other uh, methods to keep them comfortable gotcha. no 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 but i'll i'll tell you because he used i mean he used a no scalpel method but he just made an opening in the scrotum using like a bovie and then he isolated the vas deferens away from the blood vessels and the nerves and I mean, what he did was a ligation. He cut and he tied. But I'm guessing in this case, you just use a little micro injector and inject the gel. Yeah. The gel itself has been found to be reversible by flushing with a saline solution. So you can just, you know, hose it out. <laughs> yeah, nice. I seem to be plugged up. Well, well let me get the road over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, Pras. So you can just, uh, because everything is external, you just numb it up with a little bit of local, do your work, and you're out of there, huh? They're usually very quick procedures. I can't see something like this taking longer than 10, 15 minutes tops. I will advise that there's a little bit of inflammation afterwards, and the fact that your testicles jiggle, they go up and down while you walk, etc., you do want to buy yourself some nice supportive underwear for about two weeks after the procedure. Moving on to our next story, for those of our listening audience who have opted not to go for vasectomies or vasogels, but still want to take advantage of some new hot technology... May I submit for your consideration a smartphone app that tests male fertility with supposedly 98% accuracy? Is there nothing (laughs) smartphones can't do these days? At what point is your phone too smart? In order to use this app, you do have to jizz in a box. (laughs) (laughs) But what you have to do is you have you have to jizz in a box, and then you use the the camera on your cell phone to take a picture of your sample, and it counts the sperm and the motility of the sperm, and it gives you a fertility result. Which is basically turning you into a lab technician or pathologist, because you take this external accessory that you plug into the phone, acts as a microscope, and that also includes some software that analyzes and does the counting, you know. One sperm, two sperm, three sperm, The one good thing about smartphones is it takes the, if you're, I don't know, if you're kind of shy like me or a little, you know, we, scared of weird, awkward social situations, the smartphone takes care of it for you. You don't have to go to a, you don't have to go to a fertility specialist's office where they give you a magazine and, yeah. you know, a, a little cup. And you're then you're like, I don't like that magazine. I like the other magazine. And you're like, no, not that other one. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about that because, I mean, well, so in my case, I got a vasectomy and I needed to do a post-vasectomy sperm sample, right? So, so what if you're into larger women or, <laughs> you know, what if you have a type? What if you have a type, you know? And, yeah. But all of this... Everybody knows what you're going to do. Sure. And it I don't know. For me, I'm a little shy. I might be embarrassed. Right. Where if I had this thing, I could, like you said, you know, jizz in a box and then <laughs> just get the result. Bam, right there. <laughs> but it is one jizz on a slide, two, put the slide in the box, three, put the phone on the box, which is awesome lyrics, by the way. <laughs> 
It is worth note that this will be useful not only in the first world for those of us who have shy genitals, but also in the third world where there is a lack of specialists such as urologists and fertility specialists because the overall hardware cost, the microscopic slide that integrates with the phone's camera, is only about $5 to make, and that combined with the software, the team believes the final price should be able to go on the market at under $50. Yeah, this is a whole wave of technology, including microscopy, where we're trying to take what would usually take maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars and trained personnel and take all of that out of a big standalone laboratory and put it on a chip. So that you can take things like sperm counting, or even you can translate this to like cell counting if you need to do uh, hemoglobin and a hematocrit in the field, or white blood cell counting, or a smear, um, and then do that right there using your phone as the microscope and the software as the technician. This would make this type of ability, this diagnostic ability available to all sorts of places where you wouldn't be able to drag in and afford a big heavy microscope and lots of techs. This could be useful for urologists because after the procedure, rather than going back to the urologist's office to confirm that the the vasectomy took, <laughs> yeah. you could just do this at home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the first world, it's a matter of convenience. In, a, in the third world, this may be your only option. Once you've figured out whether or not you have working sperm by examining them with your phone, it kind of makes you start to feel a little bit like, you know, a super spy or the pervious version of James Bond there is, right? (laughs) Taking all these close-ups. Well, what do you suppose you do if, let's say, you're a scientist testing this technology and you find that you have a bunch of, shall we say, surplus sperm? (laughs) Uh, You don't want to waste extra sperm. You know. uh, you certainly don't. And what's the dream of every scientist from childhood? To cure cancer, right? Sure, absolutely. Sure. Why or not? at least to attempt to cure cancer and treat it. So what if I told you that one particularly happy group of German scientists were able to combine those two dreams? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Are you saying <laughs> what I think you're saying? <laughs> Uh, what, what what do you think I'm saying, Sandman? God, I don't have a clever answer for that. Gosh, <laughs> is talking about robo-sperm. A team of German scientists were wondering, how do we deliver medications into the female reproductive tract? And one of them probably giggled and said, <laughs> I know, <laughs> because the human body already produces its own little machines perfectly suited to deliver goods right to that spot. (laughs) So why not strap a little specialized hat onto it and let them start treating things? And does one of you want to try and talk about the rest of this story before I completely lose it? (laughs) Surplus sperm with strap-ons, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. <laughs> yeah, just well, take a whole other direction well, right here. It's even more than strap-on Sandman because we're talking about sperm in little bionic robo suits. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're, we're talking about, you know, to start with the, um, the vaginal canal, which is acidic and it's meant to, you know, try to stay clean. It's meant to be a bad environment for things to grow in, except for the commensal bacteria and sperm. And we're talking about the uterus, which is actually meant to be a barrier to keep stuff out. And then you've got the fallopian tubes and the eggs, and all of this apparatus um, is exposed to the outside world. So it's there are a series of barriers, including mucus and acidic secretions and all these kind of things which are meant to destroy anything that you put into it, including like medication. But sperm are uniquely equipped to swim right up the vagina, right through the cervix, into the uterus, and then find its way around the fallopian tubes to find an egg. You know, the problem is, as you guys know, is they go willy-nilly. Sperm just go everywhere <laughs> once they get into the uterus. But if you hook them up with an Iron Man suit, then you can put a magnet on the outside of the lady. And once the sperm are delivered inside of the uterus, you can direct the sperm where to go with a magnet. Where would you put the magnet? You put the magnet on the belly, on the on the uh, pelvis, on the outside of the pelvis. It's basically the greatest radio control car experiment ever. <laughs> and then once the head of the bionic sperm embeds itself and delivers the drug, because the sperm have been soaked in your drug of choice, like a chemotherapeutic or something like that, then as soon as they go, then the... No, no, no. The sperm haven't been, been soaked. No. Uh, they loaded up the hats oh, with the chemotherapy the hats, drug. Right. Then the hats detach and deliver the drug into the site of the tumor. And uh, boom. The little teeny tiny bits of metal, which are extremely small, just come out naturally. This study was published via the MIT Tech Review on... ARXIV. So it hasn't been up for a peer review just yet. This is a very, very recently published paper. There's some problems with the study. One is that, again, this was being done in petri dishes, not in actual women yet. <laughs> and it slowed, the silly hats slowed the sperm down around 43%, and they still only had to travel a few centimeters. We also would have to wonder, how do you control the amount of medication regulated in each hat? How to ensure that the patient doesn't get pregnant as they're being treated with, you know, all these chemotherapy drugs strapped to sperm? And also, a slightly less difficult but more ethically problematic, how doctors will get the sperm. So there's a lot of work still left to be done, but it is very silly. All right, this is another caveat that I just realized over here this really only works in the target area right right this won't cure your brain cancer no, no. or your lung cancer <laughs> oh god no, no, no. <laughs> this was this was specifically engineered the nano metallic suit was meant to fit sperm <laughs> and sperm oh my god because these are for cancers in the female reproductive tract. <laughs> I was going to say, how cool would it be? Just in case people are getting ideas here. Well, I mean, how cool would it be if you could get sperm to attack, like Proz was thinking, other body parts? Like, oh, if your own sperm attacked the testicular cancer, wouldn't, wouldn't that be poetic justice? I'm going to just, oh, that is a horrifying mental yeah. image of just motorized robo sperm attacking multiple parts of the body. Just going... 
They're everywhere. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think colorectal cancer would be too oh, far of a stretch, for the though. love of pizza. <laughs> Just saying. I, I suppose the science remains to be seen. <laughs> Let's take this out a little bit further. Now, we have been talking in previous episodes about how dedicated mice are to advancing scientific research. And it would only be appropriate to make sure they get their own place in this journal club. And so they have successfully managed to produce healthy baby mice from freeze-dried space sperm. And try saying that ten times fast. Freeze-dried space sperm. Free, that, oh, freeze-dried freeze space sperm. So after hurtling around the planet for nine months, freeze-dried mouse sperm exposed to cosmic radiation have managed to successfully produce litters of healthy baby mice. So this is not brand new. I mean, we have managed to successfully breed things before, but... First of all, this is in space. That definitely makes a very different sort of environment. Because the idea of even having sex in space is already, like, a challenge in and of itself. And this is not just on the external level, like the physics of how to get close to another person or whatnot, but also within, when you try to inject, for lack of a better word, the direction the sperm takes within the reproductive tract (laughs) is also altered when there's no gravity, right? It can be. A lot of that is done in a for lack of a better term, almost like a microfluidic environment. The sperm are actually swimming in suspended liquids themselves. And there were two big issues that we were investigating with this particular mouse experiment. Number one, would there be mutagenesis or damage from cosmic radiation if sperm are just, you know, in space? Number two, after being exposed to space and not, you know, to bear space, they were in, you know, culture tubes and things like that. No, to mouse space. (laughs) No, 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 but they were in culture tubes, but they get hit with radiation, which we're not hit by on Earth because we're inside of Earth's magnetic field and the atmosphere. But after you take that and then you freeze dry the sperm and then you reanimate it and use it for insemination, would the subsequent babies be okay? And the idea that you're testing here is that if you're trying to colonize a new planet, not necessarily having sex in space, but you're trying to get, you know, fertile sperm and eggs going from one planet going through space and then arriving at another planet and then trying to have babies there, you know, because perhaps the humans who were on board became infertile for some reason, you know, during their uh, journey, then the freeze-dried sperm would still survive the journey and be able to fertilize an egg and you could still have progeny after that so this is thinking way in ahead when we're trying to colonize other planets or conquer or conquer (laughs) if you're talking about long you know journeys probably you're staying there so they're going to select men and women who are past their childbearing age so that you know even if you you know you you you're not going to have a kid where, you know, your testicles and your ovaries and everything and all the f- changes in physiology that happen to you don't get, you know, 
burned out, for lack of a better word, by the journey, but you'd be carrying with you, you know, like sperms and eggs for things like in vitro fertilization once you reached your new planet. And in case you catch cancer. Yeah. Just in case you catch cancer, you have a a vial of chemotherapy. That's absolutely true. This is a backup. You know, if if your junk gets fried uh, on a long space journey, can you seal away some sperm and eggs and use it for, you know, making new babies on your brand new planet? And the short answer is yes. The radiation exposures that are reported in the paper are nowhere near the level of radiation that's going to be experienced once you leave the protection of the asteroid belt. The sperm weren't damaged beyond repair or enough to significantly impact the litter of pups. Now, if the finding told up, the next step along this road is certainly experimenting with humans, but on creating a series of different animal tests or creating space sperm libraries. Sperm library! Okay. (laughs) So uh, you can go check that out. <laughs> you have to return it by <laughs> next week. Can I borrow some? An overdue fine you do not need. Can I? Yeah. Uh, can I borrow some of the sperm uh, from the nonfiction mm. section, like World War Two historical sperm? Audio sperm well you know, played, for people well. who don't have time to read. That wraps up our regular stories, but I do believe that it is time to move on to a just the tip. So, Dr. Ward, yeah. Yeah, you have one Doctor, for us? Well, but, Dr. Ward, you weren't going for the tip, but you were going all the way back down the shaft to the base and maybe down a little further. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh did, I leave you, did I leave you unsatisfied with a story untold? <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm getting a metaphorical scientific blue balls here, uh, Dr. Josh. Well, well, Dr. Ward, is that actually a thing? That is a thing. So, Dr. Josh, when I heard about the contraception, male contraception using foam to block up the vas deferens, I had to look up a condition that I thought it might cause. I was like, wait a minute, if you block up sperm, wouldn't you cause it to back up and cause what, when I was a teenager, was uh, popularly called blue balls? (laughs) So I did a little research after closing some annoying pop-ups, <laughs> and I came to some legitimate, legitimate uh, scientific websites, such as the ones uh, posted by medical schools in the University of California. And apparently, blue balls, the condition caused by not um, ejaculating after sexual arousal, is a it thing. Is. Now, I, sh- I do want to interrupt that after something like vasectomy, or if you obstruct the fast deferens with a gel then your body does respond to that kind of a long-term blockage and actually just starts destroying the sperm. It ha- does not have really much to do with blockage of vast deference itself. Semen is actually just a little bit of sperm cells and mostly other secretions and right, fluids. Exactly. Condition, they call it blue balls, is actually caused by the vasal congestion that happens in the, around the, in the scrotum and around the testicles. It's not an actual blockup of sperm. The, the condition itself is easily relieved <laughs> by relieving yourself or it just gives it some time. And it was, I was fascinated and interested to find that there is a lady counterpart to Blue Balls. It's called Blue Vulva. 
That's exactly what it, what it sounds like. It's it's when ladies get aroused and there's not a release. <laughs> a similar engorgement of veins and backup of veins in the vulva region, and it takes on a bluish hue. <laughs> so it's not just a name. Yeah. It is not just a name. It's, it's It can be a literal finding. Now, for those of you who are really interested in the literature, um, I want to refer you to pediatrics. Yes, the actual academic journal, Pediatrics, October of 2000, titled Blue Balls, a Diagnostic Consideration in Testiculoscrotal Pain in Young Adults, colon, a case report and discussion. (laughs) And uh, the authors go on to describe a 14-year-old boy who was fondling and playing and messing around with a girlfriend, but didn't actually ejaculate, and then ended up with Two to three hours of uh, moderate to slightly intense, dull, aching pain, (laughs) which went away uh, after he later ejaculated. Or, interestingly enough, Dr. Ward, another suggestion, try and pick up a heavy object. Like it seemed like very opposite extremes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was another article which suggests maybe trying to pick up like a car bumper, <laughs> and and the Valsalva maneuver, which is you know bearing down and going, actually also helped relieve the congestion because just kind of you know it's vascular congestion as you said. So right. you would you would actually kind of bear down and get the blood flowing around your nether regions, and that would also relieve the congestion because, as you said, it's not actually sperm backing up. <laughs> and nobody should ever be, you know, pressured or manipulated or you know whatever into doing anything they don't want to do because of you know blue genitalia I, there's there's a very easy way of resolving it without having you involved so, we're going so if you're not into that guy or girl <laughs> just tell them to go pick up something heavy or actually would going on the toilet help get them to help you move. <laughs> you know? that's, that's right nothing will get them out of your house quicker than that <laughs> if you're on a toilet and valsalving uh- that would apply some you could pressure. potentially do that, but the act of actually picking something up and uh, it, it actually gets the blood flowing just a little bit better than just sitting on the toilet and bearing down. But uh, it would potentially work, Sam man. <laughs> I guess everything does come down. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you worry about in a young man who comes to you complaining about testicular pain? Testicular pain. It's nothing to joke about. Uh, you can have some potentially dangerous conditions, such as incarcerated hernias and twisted, you know, testicles. It's an important limb. So please go right. do see right. your uh, neighborhood-friendly ER doc and MacGyver if you are having, you know, prolonged testicular pain. Or yes. if you actually do see them turn blue, what's that blue dot sign or the blue uh, ball sign? Sometimes there can be a... A twisted appendage of the t- and that can cause a blue dot and that actually is a painful but more or less benign condition it does not cause you to lose a testicle or lose fertility however it is uh, difficult to diagnose without having an ultrasound confirm that your testicle has viable blood flow and you know common sense obviously i i you know at 
if um, if you're having unexplained testicular pain, come see me right away in the emergency room. On the other hand, you know, if you're just getting a little hot and bothered <laughs> and have blue balls, go pick up something heavy and be useful. <laughs> Which wraps up all our men's health stories. But Santosh, you were in Amsterdam pretty recently. Any just the tips you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Amsterdam is a tourist paradise. You can see all kinds of museums all the way from art uh, to medicine, to science. Um, but one thing I want you guys to go see, which is a fantastic use of about 10 euro, is the Museum of Prostitution. Um, and this is called Red Light Secrets, the Museum of Prostitution. And you can find it on, I'm not going to try to pronounce this Dutch word. Maybe I will. Achterburgwall. <laughs> oh, no. I just. Wondersex. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just look up Red Light Secrets Museum of Prostitution. It is well done. It's tasteful, very informative about sex works in the Netherlands. And it teaches you that when it's legalized and when well regulated, it's safe. It's a good form of income. Take the audio tour and you'll get to hear in your little earpiece from Inga, a long-term sex worker who tells you all about uh, like how her you know life goes her morning and then how she gets ready for her thing and what she does how she sleeps with the guy if the guy freaks her out she's got a security button that she can push and a bunch of people show up and beat the crap out of the guy but from our medical standpoint it actually shows you in a really good perspective how uh the the uh, sex workers stay safe get wonderful uh sexual preventative care kind of shows you that, hey, these are just ladies and guys trying to make a living. I I think it's a great introduction for anybody who's curious about the life of a sex worker in Amsterdam. They encourage taking photographs within the museum, but not those particular portraits, because um, those you shouldn't uh, disseminate out onto the internet. So. So that concludes this week's episode. As always, we love to hear your comments, questions, and concerns. We fantasize about your feedback. So please visit us on Squarespace, Twitter, Facebook, and now YouTube or wherever else you obtain your podcasts to leave us ratings and reviews and let us know what you think and what you enjoy. That's how we get better. If you'd like to support us spiritually, emotionally, or financially, you can leave comments and well wishes at any of those sites as well as donating to our Patreon. Our theme music is composed by Rachel Leisure. The show is produced by me with a lot of help from all our co-hosts. And as always, until next time, happy travels. Bye, guys. Happy travels, everybody.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.